0: podcast is my reality. It is up to you, my devoted listeners, to decide what is reality and what is not. I have changed the people's names, living or dead, instances, events, sports, all that jazz. Some may be coincidental, some may be not. That is up to your imagination as my devoted listeners to my relentless reality. (laughs) Ace here for you, giving you the skinny of it, of no dad's rights in Illinois, no step-parents rights in Illinois, no matter what gender. I want you guys to understand that you're not alone out there if you are a dad or if you are a parent of any type and you have another parent in your life that is, has their foot over your head, that this podcast is for you guys to hear through my experiences of being a step-parent and being a a regular mom, what it is like, how it, how it makes you feel. There is somebody else out there that doesn't think it is all mermaids and unicorns, fluffs and flowers. It is hard every single day. We're all in this foxhole together and I just want you to tune in every week so you can hear about my experiences in my foxhole. Why hello humans. It is Keely again reporting from the pit of despair, Illinois. Once again, if you haven't watched The Princess Bride, in which I'm referencing, I just don't know how you haven't. And I'll state that even further. I mean, it's inconceivable. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, we last left up on my last episode just getting to know me, and I figured I would continue letting you guys get to know me. The second episode is going to be really more about uh, how the wedding planning looks when you are becoming a step parent. <laughs> wedding planning. Oh, that's funny. I wish that I could have done some wedding planning. Oh, wait, I did. Okay, well, let's dive right into my wedding planning, how this all worked out. My husband proposed, as you guys remember from the last episode, get my first text message from her. She congratulates me. Awesome. Thank you, Belinda. Anywho, I digress. Belinda sends in her spies into my restaurant, my place of work, my home home. Like I said in my last podcast, I am Irish. Do not come into my home and try to drink me under the table and get information about me. My daddy always said, you got to know the dog in the fight. It's not the size of the dog that matters. It's the knowledge that you have on your enemy that you're against. Well, she went about that all the wrong way, ladies and gentlemen. She thought sending in spies to get to know me was the way to get the information. No, sweetheart, that is not how you do it. You just gave me more ammunition because the opposite happened. I got them drunk and they spilled the beans. Well, let me tell you how this all went down. They began to tell me, let's call them Ken and Barbie, about how... The night that my oldest stepdaughter was conceived, their biological mother went out of her way to find, now husband, to get pregnant on purpose to piss off her sister. I'll give you a minute to let that sink in. So they tell me this, I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna unpack that shit right now because you're gonna have to tune in for that later. But my wedding planning, So now I also find out from these awesome spies, Ken and Barbie, that she plans to show up at my wedding no matter where I am. So now I have to make a decision. Do I have the big wedding and let her have her moment and ruin mine? Do I let it happen and let her try to ruin my moment and have this whole thing where she gets arrested in front of my stepkids, her kids, biologically? What do I do? My husband and I make the decision that we're going to have a secret wedding. Which was soul-crushing for me. I have been in all of my best friend's weddings. I was in (laughs) five weddings in one year. That's how much of a steadfast, non-fair-weather friend I am. I couldn't have one of my ladies stand up for me because of this woman who thinks it is her right to ruin my life. That was a very big and hard pill to swallow. While all this is going on, I now have to forfeit my wedding fund that my parents set aside for me that was either going to go to college or to my wedding or both, whichever. That has now gone all to my future husband's ex-wife and the court costs that we had. 15 grand. So if those of you are doing math, we're starting at 15 grand. Oh, by the way, we're at 56 grand right now, six years later, but we're at 15 grand right now. Let's go back. Now I have to come to the realization that I can't have the big wedding, the venue, the bridal shower, the trying on stupid dresses, even the bachelorette party that I was so excited about. And no, not for the strippers, you sickos. Even though I do love strippers, they're fun. They are a hoot. And, you know, they can drink and they're not bad people. I will say that. I've met a lot of strippers in my life that have come into my place of business and they are wonderful people, and they tip really well. So I will not dog on them whatsoever. But for my bachelor party, that's not what I want to do. I literally just want to go out with my girlfriends, have a weekend, go to a hotel, have no responsibilities for 48 hours. That's all I wanted. Anyways, so now it is very apparent that my husband and I have to do pretty much a shotgun wedding without the shotgun machine gun, if you will. So now we are negotiating with my pastor, who... Married my parents and married my brother and his wife. I would like him to also marry my husband and I before he retires. So now we're working with his schedule and he is a busy man. Everybody wants to get married by this guy. It's like, all right, okay, Pastor Steve, hold on. You got me first. We work it out that we are going to get married on a Sunday between the 9 a.m. service and the 11 a.m. service. Awesome. Okay. All right, we can do this. The wedding's in two weeks at this point. I've told my friends. Some of my girlfriends are disappointed. But in all reality, they've been on this journey with me. And they know the amount of pain that I feel that I can't have them there. And it's killing me. They've sat and listened to me cry on the phone of how much I've just wanted. I, many of you had not figured that out. My, uh, with the logo, my favorite color is pink. Hot pink. The more 80s kind of pink. It's got to be. I was really relishing in the fact that I could put my best friends in hot pink. Because most of them, pink is not their favorite color. Anyways, shouldn't be that big of a deal. And in all reality, six years later, it's not that big of a deal. But it does hurt because that's a moment that I have missed out on now. Because of this woman. Just to start. Just getting down. Just starting my journey, okay? We're going across country. I've just started my journey. She's already ruined the engagement. And now she's coming for the wedding. One of the weekdays goes by, comes by and uh, I say to my husband, I said, Do you, can we go look at wedding dresses? I know we're just doing a quick wedding in between services, but can we please, I would just really love a wedding dress. And he said, absolutely. Let's go, Keeley. So we pop into the nearest bridal store. Coincidentally, I used to work there. Um, I was told that I had way too much spirit for the store. <laughs> I think they were just pissed off that I sold more than they did. Go in there, try on, you know, one of the plainer wedding dresses. I'm not satisfied. We, we said we were going small, right? Oh, no, no, no. I found a big wedding dress. And I ain't going to change the details on this. It is beautiful. It is strapless. It is poopy. I could definitely smuggle some children in for free into Disney World in this dress. Not that I would. Don't get mad, Mickey. I try it on. I absolutely love it. It's 500 bucks. Perfect. And then I had to get it tailored. So we're rounding off a little bit at 700. Not bad for a dress, considering the most of them that I would sell were a grand and up. I was super excited about my dress. It definitely made me feel a lot better about, I shouldn't say about the decision, but about the day. Um, I also went about my way to pick out beautiful dresses for my daughters to wear, something more um, subdued, but perfect. And in case you guys haven't figured that out with the country song references, yes, they had cowgirl boots to go with their dresses. It was required. And they looked adorable. Um, My best friend also does hair. My best friend, we've known each other since we were six years old. So she immediately knew that this was going on. And she said, how can I help? I'm doing your hair for free. Let me do it. So she came over. And the best part was, like, I can't even tell you because I'm going to get a little emotional about it. But I hadn't felt like I was planning a wedding this entire time. Then she showed up with a drink from Starbucks that said bride on it. And it literally, it made me feel so special. For you guys to understand that a small Starbucks cup that says bride on it makes you feel special. You have to understand that there's been so much pain in between my flat tire to that Starbucks cup. That it brings me to tears that it says bride on it. Well, you will have to find out in the next episodes, that's for sure. But let's get to the happy day. So she comes over. She gives me that cup. I get emotional. We give each other a great hug. Both of my stepdaughter's hairs, they look gorgeous. She does my hair. Nice and simple. I just wanted a fish tail braid down the side, curls and all. We go to the church. My parents are there. It's great. My mom, uh, got the flowers and everything. It was really nice that they were able to do that. My pastor comes in. Now, I've known my pastor since I was, before I was born. There's just that kinship there. And his wife was there who I've known, obviously, since birth. And a uh, little side note, my daddy didn't have a lot of money when he wanted to propose to my mama. And uh, my pastor, he gave my dad the money for my mom's engagement ring. And he never collected. So that's, that's the kind of man that's marrying my husband and I that literally, so many messages that he talks about bringing back together family and bringing to the table. I can't emphasize how important it is to always come to the table with your kids, your biological, non-biological, and just listen to their day because there's details that you're missing. And I do that with my stepkids. And sometimes it's really, really hard because the stories are about their mother and that it's hard, let me tell you. But I get details and when I shop for them for Christmas and their birthdays and anything, Oh, it is easy. I'm in and out of that store quick because I listen to the details. It's all in the details. I can't emphasize that anymore. Anyways, getting back to my super awesome fun day. My parents are there. We're getting ready. And my dad is so, so excited. Now we got this little space set up. There's maybe four feet for him to walk me down this tiny aisle. I hope that in the future I'm able to renew my wedding vows with my husband and actually give my dad a chance to actually walk me down the aisle. My husband's ex-wife, Belinda, and you know who you are, you stole that from my father, along with his retirement savings, which we'll get into later. But you stole that from my father, and that's something I will not stand for. I'll tell you that much. So my daddy walks me down the aisle, and my husband and I... He starts crying and it was just like in every single movie where they're like, Oh, the groom is crying when he sees the bride. Oh, it's perfect. Tears, everything. Yes. We wrote our own vows. I actually wrote vows for my stepdaughters. And I won't get into all the details of the vows because those are between them and I. Not for you guys, no fun. But one of my vows, which I highly suggest, if not encourage, if not demand, when you are marrying... Into a family, whether you're a stepdaddy or a stepmommy, you vow to them that you're going to keep them, you're going to hold them accountable in their successes and their failures. It is key to hold them accountable in their failures as well. That's what makes them a better person. That that's what makes them not a succubus, not a manipulative bitch, is when you hold your children accountable in their failures. If they're not being a good friend, You give them the guidance and the examples of how to be a good friend. My stepdaughters both, I hate to say stepdaughters, they both started crying during my vows and I gave them hugs and it was a beautiful moment that we shared. My husband and I did have our vows, which were great, and we took pictures and obviously we said our ados and all that. We then had more pictures to take while we were taking pictures. Guess who texted my husband on our wedding day? Now, granted, ladies and gentlemen, she did not know we were having a secret wedding, but we were having a secret wedding because of that fucking bitch. And yeah, bitch is not a strong enough word for this person. Anybody who is, uh, knows what a see you next Tuesday person is, that's what she is. I ain't going to say the word because I'll get, you know, cut out. But she is the scum of the earth. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, she is Cersei, Okay. She's the lady in red who tells you to burn your own kid at the stake. Sorry for the spoiler. That is the woman that I have now decided to deal with for the rest of my life. And you think it's going to get easier. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, this is why I'm doing the podcast in the first place, is it doesn't get easier. You literally have your self-esteem ripped from your body. Your soul is ripped from your body. You have no joy. You lose your identity because you are no longer... Able to financially or do it's either a financial strain that you can't do what you enjoy, or it's just the fact that she won't let you do what you enjoy. Just an example. Nope, I can't give you an example because you're going to have to wait. (sighs) What really frosts my cookie here is I waited 32 fucking years to find my Prince Charming, to find the man of my dreams, to find the man who would change my flat tire in cold ass weather. And I have to deal with this fucking bitch for the rest of my life. That's some baggage. I love him to death, and he is my oxygen. But at the end of the day, she's a succubus, and she is in my life. And if you're a stepmom or a stepdad, somebody else is a succubus in your life. And it fucking sucks. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Well, I will see you next week in the foxhole, and probably bombs will be flying, just so you know.